Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. Alrighty, guys. So let's begin our message for tonight. And the title for tonight is called Don't Miss the Inconveniences. Don't miss the inconveniences. So let's jump into it. You know, let's be honest. Being a mom on top of everything else, you really just don't have time for any little inconveniences, right? In fact, an inconvenience can irritate you and throw off your plan and your very tight schedule. You know, you're busy changing diapers, preparing meals, picking up kids, running to the store, helping with homework, settling a tantrum, cleaning the restroom, maybe working out, maybe not, running a billion errands, scheduling doctor's appointments, cleaning up throw up, clocking in, clocking out, and what have you, right? We are doing a billion things. You feel like you're always three steps behind, but yet there are 10 other things to still be done in the next hour. And maybe I'm the only one. So if something unexpected is thrown in there, would it feel just that much more stressful? Probably maybe a little inconvenient. And as I like to say, sometimes I ain't got time for that. I say that all the time. I'm just joking around. But even the other night, the kids started acting up and um, I don't even know what was happening. Nothing crazy. Um, but I looked at joy and she was like throwing a fit. I was like, joy, do we have time for this right now? She's like, no, mom, I was being funny. And we kind of laughed. It wasn't like a serious moment, but we don't have time for that. Right. You know, we don't, don't we all know this, that life has its ways of always shaking things up and throwing us off, especially when things seem to be going a little smooth for a moment. But this week, I feel like God had really been speaking to me about these so-called inconveniences. I felt him tell me this in so many words in my heart, right? Don't miss the opportunities of these inconveniences. And I'm like, say what? What do you mean opportunities? But the other day I had a lot to do, right? So I was, um, Homer was planning to take care of pops in the morning so I could get some stuff done. And needless to say, I only had a certain amount of time. You know, it's always a time crunch. You know, I worked out before, so, um, and I was, um, I was working out before I did my to-do list. And as I was on my last set, I'm like, okay, I'm almost done. I got to go do this and do this and this. Our elderly neighbor slowly started walking up our driveway and he began to talk to me. He began to talk about his life, his current health conditions. He asked about our church and our life. And we had a conversation once before. So he was just, you know, living life and talking and at first, I honestly did feel inconvenienced, but it's not that I was like, Ugh, I don't want to talk to him. It wasn't that I just felt rushed. Like I needed to go on to the next thing. But in that moment, I realized we all just need to slow down and stop missing what is packaged in these little inconveniences. What if there is just something special about talking with this nice neighbor what if he needed some prayer and encouragement himself as he opened up about some health concerns? What if he had a word of wisdom to share with us? What if there is just beauty in a simple conversation with this man that could easily be overlooked and I could have just rushed him away like, hey, yeah, yeah, okay, I gotta go, you know? What if I did that? And in that moment, as I looked at him, I almost wanted to like kind of cry because it's like everything paused for a moment when I looked at him 
Why are you like feeling emotional? And I just, it reminded me of my grandpa. I loved him so much and I miss him dearly. He passed away five, six years ago and I was incredibly close to him. I remember I just loved kicking back and just talking with my grandpa. I love just sitting with him and we talk about the most random stuff. And in that moment, I was able to enjoy just that. In the middle of my busyness and my rushing, I stopped and I was like, look at this man who's lived a life and has learned to just slow down and talk about random stuff. And you know, a random conversation with this elderly man who simply wanted to talk to him, this could have been the highlight to his day. Was it maybe his only interaction that day? Maybe it was exactly what he needed. But the truth is, is it blessed my heart too. I could go on explaining the situation, right? But it got me really thinking, how many times do we miss important opportunities of connection, evangelism, friendship, and impactful moments with our kids and our family because we are so rushed and flustered with all that we have to do? At the end of the day, what needs to be done will get done some way, somehow. It's not the end of the world when we have to pause and allow life to just happen outside of our control. The situations that arise may be situations that need your attention, whether it seems like it at first or not. You know, as we go on, I'm going to share more examples soon, but let's just dive into today's topic. So today we're talking about not missing the inconveniences. We have three points and they're simple. The first one is called kid games. Okay. The second one is evangelism. And the last one is time with Jesus. Very simple. But let's get into that. Sorry, guys, I hear something going on out there. All right. So kid games. How many of you know that kids like to play games <laughs> and not like actual games like uh, bingo or I'm um, bingo. We have a game of game named Zingo for like toddlers. And it's actually super cute. So I recommend it if you have young kids. Um, you know, so I'm not really talking about those games, but play games with you. <laughs> they are clever and very smart and they're innocent. They're not trying to be, you know, manipulative, at least when they're younger, but they know how to work the system with you and I, am I right? For example, bedtime, you get them all tucked in, you give them water, they go potty, you read books, you give them 20 hugs, you do everything possible to ensure they're all set. And then you walk out of the room and you hear, mommy. Or is that just me? If that's just me, let me know what works for you. And so that's when the games begin. Am I right? I remember there's been seasons where it literally we put all the kids to bed, did this whole routine, and it would literally take for like a month or two, almost 45 minutes to an hour to officially get one of my daughters to sleep over and over. And it was exhausting, right? You know, I mean, what do they possibly need, right? They need nothing yet everything. But the other night I was honestly, I was a bit over it and we had a long and exhausting day. The kids were a bit wild and I really was just ready to sit down after I closed that door. But as usual, that wasn't the case. I walked back in and I was ready for the games. I was immediately going to say, okay, that's enough. It's time for bed. But then uh, I could get emotional again. Joy, my oldest had real tears flowing down her face. And at this point in motherhood so far for me and my kids, I can tell the difference between their fake cry and real cry, at least for the most part. I know when they're faking, I'm just like, okay, like, come on. But this was one of the real ones. 
her chest was like going (laughs) and she had literally tears running down her face and she began to open up to me about her fears I sat down and I was like what's going on and she the next day was about to go on her first bus trip um her first ever bus ride to a four-day swimming program safety swimming program at her school that they were launching And I would be following the bus and actually meeting them there. So I was going to be there, but she would have to ride the bus for the first time alone with her friends and her teachers. And she began to cry and tell me out of nowhere, these fears that absolutely broke my heart. Prior to this night, though, she was so excited about the swimming. She was excited about the bus. But the night before, I think it all just hit her. And she said, mom, I'm so scared. I don't want to ride the bus. And she said this, I couldn't believe that my four-year-old already is playing out these worst case scenarios in her little head all by herself. I was like, that's what mommy does sometimes. And I need to stop. I didn't know that you are already experiencing this. And she said, mom, I don't want to ride the bus. What if I hit my head on the window and I fly out of the window and I don't want to go swimming? What if I sink to the bottom and the drain sucks me up? Oh my gosh, I could not believe that my little angel was laying in bed and imagining these vivid fears all by herself. To her, these were real and it broke my heart. And so in that moment, even though I was tired and I was ready to just chill, I slowed down and I began to take time to reassure her, to speak truth over her, to pray for her, to encourage her, to hug her over and over And at first, what looked like an inconvenience, I realized was an important opportunity. And I was over it that day. Like I said, I needed a break. But what if I walked in there and just rushed through and said, okay, don't worry, baby, just go to bed. You're fine. Just don't worry about it. I would have missed the opportunity to hear her sweet little heart, to silence those very real fears to a four-year-old. I would have missed the opportunity to pray and reassure her of God's protection and to encourage her to find that inner courage. She would have gone to bed with those little fears still running through her little mind. I'm not trying to be dramatic here and say that we're always going to like be perfect and take every opportunity. We won't. Okay. But it opened my eyes. I don't want to miss important opportunities with my kids when I feel frustrated with their games. (laughs) Do they play games for no reason sometimes? Yes. Okay. Sometimes it's no reason and they don't need all that. They need to behave. (laughs) They need to listen and go to bed. But we need to pray and ask God to help us to slow down and be willing to see those inconvenient opportunities where our kids really need us. It could look different for all of us here. For some, it may be that right before bed when you're so tired, your teen comes in, your teenager. Maybe your teenager decides to sit on the bed and wants to finally talk. They didn't want to talk when you asked them a billion times during the day and the week what's going on. They wanted to talk right then and there. Was that inconvenient? Yes, but they need you. It could also look like rushing to get dinner ready, but then your kid grabs your hand and says, can you just play with me, please? I miss you. It could look like right before school drop-off and you need to rush to work and your kid begins to ask you real questions about God and wants to know more. It could look like you needing to get ready for the day and your toddler is hanging on your leg. And while you're just trying to put on your clothes, And all of a sudden they motion over to put worship music on. And instead of saying no, you decide to worship with them and see them raise their little hands and sing. That was a real example. So today I was trying to hurry up and get ready, put on my clothes. And I was halfway through my makeup and my son, I put worship 
music on the Alexa. And he comes over and says, oh, worship. And we, I ended up putting on the TV and I stopped and I was already rushed about to just say, no, hold on, hold on. And it was the cutest moment to see him literally raise his little two-year-old hands and worship. Like I almost missed that because I was already frazzled. Like, bro, go independently play while I get ready. But anyways, I didn't want to miss the opportunity. It could look different for all of us, but I want to encourage you today to not miss it. Kids typically like to pick inconvenient times to really need you. But if you learn to just go with the flow and allow it to happen, you will find beauty in it all. So kid games, let me end on two verses about this point. Um, and there's not specific verses that talk about games and kids and stuff like that. But when I was thinking about what we were talking about, these verses came to mind. And one of them is Ephesians 5, 16. And it says, make most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And to me, this verse really just reminds us like, be intentional with what you're doing. Take these opportunities that you have before you in these crazy days to stop and see what's really important. Your to-do list at the end of the day is not as important as those moments that you share with those around you and your kids. Second Timothy 4.2 says, preach the word of God, be prepared whether the time is favorable or not patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. And I like this verse because it says whether it's con the time is favorable or not. So whether it's convenient or, or not, be prepared to preach the word of God, to share encouragement, share God's word, and ultimately share the love that God is asking you to share with your kids and those around you. And so kid games, let's move on to our second point. And that one's evangelism. So let's talk about evangelism. What is that? What is evangelism? That simply means talking to people around you about Jesus, about your faith. Evangelism isn't always easy. And many of us are nervous to talk to people in general, let alone about Jesus. But it's important to not look at it as this thing I must do. I got to tell people about Jesus, but more so as an opportunity in a normal everyday life that you could share some encouragement, prayer, hope in the love of Jesus with someone authentically and organically. Do you realize that people around you truly need the love and hope of Jesus? Like they really do just as much as we do, just like you and me. But let me ask you this. Why do we tend to hide behind our phones in any public setting? to avoid talking to anyone. What has happened to this world? We literally can't even be around people without like, this is so awkward. I'm standing next to a person. Like we're so afraid to talk to people. And if anyone talks to us, we easily act as if we're inconvenienced, annoyed, and try to cut the conversation as short as possible. And then quickly return to our phone. Like, hey, how are you? Oh yeah, no, I'm good. And then we turn to the other way. But what if God is desiring you to open, to be open to those opportunities? What if the HEB cashier needs some encouragement today? Maybe she didn't greet you. That irritates me. Like, hello. Like, maybe she was irritated. Maybe she's being a little rude. But what if you were the one to brighten her day? What if you were the one 
that God wanted to say, hey, how are you today? And they actually open up or they actually smile. Or what if the mom next to you at the park with her kids was having a really hard day? And instead of hiding behind your phone, you say, hi, that's simple. What if you say, hey, how old are your kids? That's always a really good way to start a conversation with the mom at a park. Hey, how old are your kids? Perfect way. And what if that conversation led from one thing to the next? And before you know it, y'all exchanged numbers and y'all became the best of friends. And shout out to Lucy over here on the OG uh, Grape Top Moms, because that's just what happened to us. We were just two moms at a park with our kids and we just started talking. And now I consider her one of my best friends, right, Lucy? <laughs> I consider her one of my greatest friends. And it all started with like, hey, how are you? I didn't know that I needed her as a friend. And I'm sure she, you know, enjoys my friendship too. We have blessed each other's lives. What if God used you and her to be exactly what y'all needed and y'all began to be godly influences and encouragement to one another. But what if we miss the opportunity to find friendship and even grow closer to Jesus if we just choose to stay quiet and hide behind our phones? What if that parent sitting next to you at your kid's swimming lessons just prayed the night before for the first time in years? What if you asked them, hey, how are you? How are your kids liking it? And you sparked a conversation with them. What if at the end you gave them an encouragement card from your church and gave them a simple invite and they told you, wow, this is crazy. I just prayed last night for the first time in a long time. And now I'm talking to you about God and church. That's crazy. You know, that's a true story from this week. This week, I literally went to Joy's swimming lesson, just like I said, sat next to one of the kids' um, parents and just started asking about their kid, talking to them. And before you know it, we started talking about what we do for a living. So I told him casually, like, oh yeah, me and my husband are pastors. Like, no big deal, you know? Oh, what about you? And then he started opening up. And then I said, well, here's one of our encouragement cards. It has a, a verse on the front and on the back, it just tells you, I was like, hey, you can connect to us on Facebook if you want to, no pressure. And then he opened up saying, wow, this is crazy. What are the chances? I had no idea that he literally prayed for the first time in years the night before. And now he says, you know what? We might just come to church. This is crazy. You never know. I wanted to just zone out and chill out, but I felt God put that on my heart, right? To just talk to someone. So anyways, what if my friends, again, I know this is not always convenient to stop and talk to others, especially if you're in a rush and you have a billion things to do, but I want to ask you, will you stop this week? Will you ask God to set up divine appointments and use you to be his light? People are out there starving for Jesus and starving for genuine people who genuinely care. And God wants to use you. I mean, literally, I can just envision there's people not only just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, they're starving for Jesus and they're starving for people who care more about others than themselves. And you are the one that God wants to use. And that's what you call evangelism, talking and sharing the gospel, sharing the love of God, sharing the word of God, and just being you being genuine, but being open to those around you. And I'll end this point on three verses. And then we'll close up with our last Isaiah 52, seven, it says how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news 
the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. It says, girl, your feet are beautiful. You Are you bringing that good news? That is a beautiful thing. And Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, you are the light of the world, like a city on the hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. God has given you a light and he doesn't want you to hide it. He doesn't, he doesn't just turn on a light and put it underneath the basket, right? That's what he's saying. You are his light. And so he's saying, don't hide, let people see the good deeds and they will give glory to God. And in Isaiah 61, one through two, it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be free. He has sent me to those who, to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord favor has come and with it, the day of God's anger against the enemies. And so God has anointed you to go out and say, Hey, everyone, like God is here. God loves you. God is for you. God is your healer. So on and so on. God wants to use you. And so let's end with our last point. And that is time with Jesus. Time with Jesus. So last but not least, okay. Let's talk about our time with Jesus. What does time with Jesus look like? For you right now in this season and before answering not that you have to answer out loud but in your heart in your head know that as a mother and a busy woman i know that it can be hard to have quiet time especially when your kids are little or especially when you're working especially when you're at home with your kids like it's hard so there's no perfect answer and there's no judgment but i know that all of us here want more of jesus we want to be able to have intimate time with him but does it not feel like that desire is always raging war with our to-do lists and responsibilities? Man, I want to read the Bible, but the kids woke up super early today. Or I want to journal today, but honestly, I should probably get ready before the kids wake up or I'm going to just, it's going to be chaos. Or I wanted to go to church this Sunday, but man, I just, I just need a rest day. I'm just going to sleep in, which, hey, I get, but or I wanted to have a little worship time today, but I'm just so over. I'm just going to scroll on TikTok and zone out. Like I just, I just don't even have energy. Honestly, we've all been there and I've been there. It's hard sometimes, but the opportunity to spend time with Jesus won't always be in the most convenient times. Yes, you can seek Jesus anytime, but sometimes there are these special opportunities that if you view as inconvenient can be missed. For example, I shared it a while ago um, and I'll just share it briefly today. Like I said earlier, I was getting ready. I was going to put on my clothes, putting on makeup. And then I put on some worship music for like background vibes um, on Alexa. And my son was watching a little show so I could get ready, but he was still everywhere. Right. He runs off the show and says, mom, come here. Uh, and he was like, worship, worship, pointing at the TV. Like we we've been doing lately together. And he grabbed my hand and ran and said, let like, let's worship. And I realized in that moment, that he wanted to have worship time. And we've been doing that recently. Occasionally in the morning, I'll hold him and sing and we'll have like a little bit of that time. And I literally was almost going to say like, no, let me just finish. Like, I just need to get ready. Like I can, when having a kid and getting ready, it's like, you can do one step at a time and then stop and get a snack. Like it's always interrupted. Right. And I was like, you know what? 
like, let me just do this in this moment. And so when I put on worship music, like I said, my heart was literally moved because I and the TV worshipers weren't even like raising their hand in worship at that moment. They were just singing. And I was just like looking at him and he raised his little hands. Like I was just, and he was just like, oh, and I was like, dude, this is too much. Like, what if I miss that moment? Right. What if I miss that moment with my son, but also such a sweet moment in God's presence together? How special I got to spend it with God and my son, and I could have easily missed it. But this also reminds me of the story about Martha and Mary in the Bible. You may or may not have heard it. I encourage you to go read it um, along with the rest of the Bible. But Martha and Mary, Jesus was out their house, their sisters, right? And they both had the opportunity to worship Jesus and sit at his feet. Jesus was at their house. So imagine Jesus at your house right now, right? Martha, she was in the kitchen already cooking. So Jesus comes, she's cooking. She has all these dishes. You hear all the running water, the boiling water, all this stuff. She's preparing dinner and she's overwhelmed by the mess. She's overwhelmed by everything she has to do. But Mary was also there. But when Jesus walked in, in the middle of all that needed to be done, she realized that she had a special opportunity that may just be a once in a lifetime opportunity to be so close to Jesus. It wasn't a convenient time. They were busy. They were cooking in the middle of the meal. Imagine you have noodles boiling. You have a timer on. You can't just leave it and just to boil indefinitely. It's going to mess up. But in that moment, she knew this isn't convenient, but Jesus is here. And she chose just that. Martha especially knew that it wasn't convenient. But Martha chose to continue being busy and overwhelmed. But Mary knew that she wasn't going to miss this moment. She went and she sat at the feet of Jesus and had this amazing moment with her, with him. And I know that for you, there's so much to do every single day because same, I know that you're exhausted and I know that you're trying your very best, but I want you to know that Jesus wants to meet you right in the middle of it all. He wants to overwhelm you with his presence when you're washing dishes. He wants to wake you up in the middle of the night sometimes and just speak words of love to you. He wants to meet you in the middle of everything that you're doing. He wants to talk to you. He wants to love on you. But will you choose to stop in the middle of it all and meet with him? He will take care of the details. I want you to know like all those details you worried about, he will take care of it. But he says, will you just sit and enjoy time with me? Leaning your head against his chest, breathing in and feeling the reassurance of his love. I mean, imagine that for a moment, sitting on Jesus's lap, leaning your head on his chest and just feeling the reassurance and peace that you are longing for while the noodles are boiling in the back, knowing that Jesus is like, girl, we'll get some pizza. Don't worry. He's got the details. Time with Jesus. And I'm going to end this point with three verses that will really bring closure to this, this topic. And here's the story of, of Martha and Mary, Luke 10, 39 through 42. It says, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? And he said, tell her to come and help. Oh, 
I'm sorry. She said, and while I do all the work, tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Isn't that a powerful story? But hey, don't get me wrong. I have been Martha many times in my journey with God, many times getting caught up and not taking these opportunities. But in this season of my life and even recently, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm ready to be a little Mary. I think I'm ready to just let that laundry sit right there, put some worship music on. And you know what? I just need you, Jesus. I just want to spend time with you. I got a billion things to do, but it's okay. And she has discovered it. In Psalms 84, 10, it says a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live a good life in the homes of the wicked. And I like this verse simply because it just gives an idea of like just one day in the presence of God is better than anything else. Just one moment in the midst of your busy, long day is better than anything else. And in Psalms 27, 8, it says, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. And I want to end with that verse. And I'm going to read it again. Imagine you sitting next to Jesus. There's so much to do. And Jesus walks in the room and he tells you, and he calls you by name. Hey, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. He's telling you right now, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Are you willing to say, God, I'm coming. I hear you calling me and I'm coming. I just want to sit at your feet. And even if it's inconvenient, time with you is better than time anywhere else. And so with all that being said, guys, I pray that today spoke to you. Our title was don't miss the inconveniences. We talked about starting off with kid games and how sometimes they pick the most inconvenient times, but we don't want to miss opportunities to encourage and love in those important moments with our kids. We talked about evangelism and how important it is to not hide behind our phones and distractions, but to really reach out to those around us. And we ended with time with Jesus that he wants to meet us right in the middle of our busyness. And he's asking us if we're willing to come and spend time with him. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.